The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessing my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch. Okay, we be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Up, okay, like we are out here glorifying God, Bibles and brunch. Okay, so if you are in need of a safe space of like minded women of faith, start your two week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We have a very amazing guest. Let me tell y'all something. There's already, I know, something that's going to take place on this call or on this um, <laughs> on this call, y'all. Y'all pray for me. On this podcast episode, because we were supposed to record this previously, okay? And then Omarion tried to pull up to my house <laughs> and try to take your girl out. And so exactly. I'm excited to have Miss Gabby Jackson here with us. She is a personal trainer, a licensed personal trainer. She's the host of the Don't Touch My Health podcast, 
which we all love Solange. Okay. Get into the name, <laughs> get into the whole, get into get it. Into it's it. a vibe. And she is an mm-hmm. expert at helping women overcome doubt and to really just build elevated lives. I could go on and on and on about how much I kind of stand girl, Gabby, but we're going to let Gabby introduce herself and we're going to get into it. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Charlotte. I'm super excited to be here. But yeah, like Charlotte said, my name is Gabrielle J. Sherry. I am a health and habit coach that teaches high achieving women how to build elevated routines and improve their eating habits. So yeah, I'm extremely excited to be here with you, Charlotte. So thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start from the top because it's early in the year, okay? The year of our Lord and Savior, 2022. We out here in these streets. And you know, the thing is always new year, new me. We always have these very audacious resolutions that we set forth. There's a lot of like, marketing towards gym memberships and you know business people are very savvy at this time of year in terms of like really getting (laughs) us into this place where we're like yeah we're gonna sign up for the gym we're gonna do better etc etc but then a lot of times I know for me that in years previous I would look up and it would be December 31st and your girl still thicker than a snicker and I don't know (laughs) and I'm like how did we get here? Somebody find yeah. Deborah Cox. Yeah. <laughs> because I had an idea. <laughs> I signed up. Planet Fitness had got so much of my money. Yeah. They had got so much of my money unused, just giving them money. And so I have struggled with this. And so I want to just talk a little bit about that diet culture and things that you've seen that have really inhibited people, especially people of God, from realizing their goals in some ways that we can kind of tackle our relationship with food. Yeah. And I think you said the the perfect thing when you said that it's the beginning of the year and now you're at the end of the year and you're just like, how did I end up here? What happened? I started here and I'm in the same place. <laughs> yeah. But statistics show us that 90% of people by March or probably even I would dare to say a little bit before then, 90% of people end up stopping. Yeah. They end up deading their health goals and they end up kind of going back to what they were doing. And so we do have to be mindful. And I teach this on the podcast so much that everything that you hear, everything that you see, when people say it, you can't always take it for face value. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the health and fitness industry is set up in a way that you will always be dependent on them to continue to come back. Like they want you to come back for the meal plans. They want you to come back for the workouts because what happens whenever the workouts stop working or whenever the meal plans stop working, right? We all hit what we call a plateau. And so that's why it's important that those tools are cool. Don't get me wrong. They do help. Right. But we need life skills, right? And there's a scripture, I think it's in First Timothy that says, it literally says this, working out is of some good. Yeah. So it is of some good. It serves yeah. some purpose. But being healthy in mind, spirit, and body, that not only gives you life for now, but life to come. And so we have to shift our perspective to it not only being a physical goal that we're chasing after, 
right? Because the physical is here. I believe that whenever I think about God really giving us our body goals, I think about that just being the ice cream, like the topping, you know, like he wants us to look good so that we can feel confident, but that's not the point of him wanting us to look good. And so, because that's not his point, it can't be ours, or we have to kind of shift our perspective around that. So I think as Christians and as women of faith, it's nothing wrong with wanting to look good, but we do have to have our priorities in order. Yeah, I love that. There's a scripture too. It talks about God wanting us to prosper just as our soul prospers. Absolutely. And so us being able to have a level of success in that area for us to be able to thrive or grow in the area of our relationship with food. The first thing I feel like I had to really do was to submit all of it to God. Like, because you gave me this body and it's already been paid for. And so I know that I need to invest in my body and my health. And I need to take these things seriously because I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum. There's the end of the spectrum where we're so consumed with our physical appearance. And then there's some people that's like, you know, the Lord, I pray 85 times a day. So I'm not working out. Right. I was somewhat, it depended on my mood. I was somewhere in between. And I feel like one thing that God has shown me is that my physical health is directly tied to my purpose. How can I be a vessel of his and have longevity in my life? And I know better because I'm a healthcare professional. I know that there is a longevity and a call on my life that God wants me to have, but I have to put the work in. I have to sow the seeds. And I feel like it caused me to really examine my relationship with food. So how do we, or how are we able to identify like an unhealthy relationship with food? What are some ways that we would be alerted to that? Yeah. Let me say this first, Charlotte, and you made a really good point because I believe that your eating habits, all of that is connected to your purpose. In order for us to walk out purpose, we have to live well. What does living well look like? It looks like John 10 and 10. This is like my favorite scripture. God says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know what his job is. Amen. But I have come so that you can have life and have life more abundantly. Whenever we look at that word life, life literally means vitality. Do you know what vitality means? That means energy. How Mm -hmm. can you live life and not have energy? Yeah. And then abundantly i've called for you a little bit abundantly that means super added that means above the rest like yeah. the world has energy but i want you to have a little bit more yeah okay it's a but different that, kind that, of energy <laughs> a different kind of energy have a different type of step about you and so it requires that we do live a life that's a cut above the rest but whenever we talk about you know what it looks like to have an unhealthy relationship with food we probably see it every day but we have kind of become so accustomed to it like we're just operating in this dysfunction so it can look like you overeating it can look like you um emotionally eating if you are emotionally triggered by something that happens at work the first thing that you want to do is grab a candy bar you know it can look like you dieting dieting is a major sign of us not having a healthy relationship with food because it leads to restricting now why would god create food for us to have to remove it yeah You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that there are some foods that you shouldn't stay away from, but what's the motive behind it? Yeah. Are you dieting because you're only wanting to lose weight and, Mm -hmm. you know, have all of these physical 
you know, attributions about yourself. I just simply want to live well. And so I would say for a lot of people, dieting, emotional eating, binge eating, meaning that you sit down and you may eat a whole pint of ice cream in one sitting, that's a sign. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these things, they don't really come from you. A lot of these things are generational, which is big. Yep. Which is big. Yep. And to me, that was really a motivation in really committing to making a lifestyle change because mm-hmm. I'm like, my kids cannot struggle like yeah. this. Even when you talked about emotionally eating, there's a lot of cultural eating too, like in our family cultures to where, you know, the first thing that we ask is like, who cooking and what our food? Like, you know, like when we talk about such and such, we having a get together, what we want to eat. Like we have gotten to this place where we treat ourselves like, oh, you got a good grade in school. Let's go get ice cream at McDonald's. Yes. And so it becomes a reward to us instead of us finding healthier things to choose. And it's something that I experienced, not that my parents did it in a way that was malicious, but Krispy Kreme was giving away free donut for every A that I got. And I had look now that that half dozen ways was sitting right with me (laughs) (laughs) right so it becomes like this reward system Mm -hmm. and I've even seen when I talk to like patients and parents having to tell them like hey when they do good let's stay away from promising them candy or promising them food because that is going to connect to them that every time they do something good they have to reward themselves with a sweet treat that's not it Absolutely. Yeah. And so I struggled because it was like, you know, I'm in France trying to speak Spanish and I'm like, yo, this is really, really frustrating. And over the last couple of years, I've had to work through my relationship with food. And so what are some like practical tips that you would give to someone who's like, okay, I identify with these unhealthy eating habits. What are some practical ways that you would give them to start changing that relationship with food. Yeah. So I think the first thing is understanding the purpose of food. And I think that you nailed it when you said that some people do use food as a reward. So we have to think about food as food is not a reward. It's literally something that we use to simply fuel our bodies. And whenever we shift our mindsets around that, then we can start using food to actually fuel our purpose instead of using it as a reward. A lot of things that happen comes from food rules that we have. Like our families Mm -hmm. had food rules. So that's why you feel like you have to reward yourself. Or maybe your parents said, okay, you finish your plate, you get ice cream afterwards. Or did you ever feel like you had to clean your plate before you left the table, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those are food rules that may have been passed down from family. And now you're like living up to that. And you're just wondering, why is my body looking like this? We're still operating in the same way, but nothing's happening. So the first thing I would say is to identify what food rules are you living by? What things have been passed down from generations from your family that you're still using today? Number two, I would say, look at the messages that you are hearing in the media, because the media has a big impact on how we choose our food. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to people who tell you that you need to stop eating carbs? You don't need to because carbs is what gives you that energy. Are you Mm -hmm. listening to people who say, you need to stop eating after 7 p.m., right? So getting to the root of your food rules, listening to what, and then examining what the culture is telling you. 
And then lastly, choosing to make different rules for yourself. We really have to start living life on our own means, you know, like stop following the crowd in an essence, you know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to do that, but what has the Lord said? (laughs) Period. Like, what do I need to do for myself? So I think that those are some really key steps that we have to take in order to really kind of start healing that relationship. Yeah. And I love that. Mm. My pastor talked about that. We were doing a series and it was about women. Like he was celebrating women and it was women's month. And he said, you know, there's nothing wrong with us wanting to look good, but the end goal is asking, is God pleased with how I'm treating the vessel that he's given me? Absolutely. And it's not about, you know, trying to get rid of every wrinkle or every roll or every crevice. But is God pleased with the way that I am treating the vessel that he's given me? If Mm -hmm. God is pleased, then everything else is extra. And sometimes we put ourselves in these prisons because we're trying to live up to those societal norms. And God may not have called you to look like that. He has literally called us to look different (laughs) than, than other people. And it's crazy because we all like, you know, this whole influx of everybody getting BBLs and like shutting down the Atlanta airport. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but you have to ask yourself why. And are we really wanting to conform to all of us looking the same? Yeah. And also what is this going to look like when I'm about 70? Like, I want to do a long-term longitudinal study. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to see your body in 40 years Literally. and gravity be trying yeah. to gravitate and you still can set a cup on your backside. Like, yeah, not going to look right. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show because yeah, we're so focused on the now like the current result we don't think long term and when you were saying that it reminded me of romans 12 and 2 where it says to do not be transformed to the world but renew your mind yeah. so that you can know test and approve what is good and pleasing to God. Yep. How will we know what's good and pleasing to God if we're not consistently renewing our mind? So that's why this whole food thing and habit thing is not really about you working out or what you eat. It's about your mindset. Yep. Yep. And so let's talk a little bit about that. When we talk about mindset and even identity, why is the perceptions that we have of our bodies so important, especially as kingdom-minded women? I think culture, because we're so immersed in it, I think that we begin to think that that is also how we should live out life. And again, whenever you're not constantly, consistently renewing your mind, then you will begin to think that I have to do that too. Mm -hmm. I have to do what she's doing. 
or so that I can get the same result that she's getting, right? And so I think that the identity conflict comes in when we say that we're women of God, in which I believe, you know, if you say it, I believe that you are, right. you say you want this thing, but it's conflicting with who you say that you are. The words that are coming out of your mouth is conflicting with what you believe and what you say that you want to do. Prime example, you can say that, of course, you want to lose weight. I think that's a common goal that a lot of people have. You say that, but are your habits a reflection of that, mm. right? And so whenever you say something and in in what you do don't align, it does cause an identity conflict because then you're like, man, why can't I do this? Why can't I lose weight? I say that I want it, but it's so hard for me to get there. And we beat ourselves up. We fall into this thing of shame and guilt mm. because we haven't actually gotten there. When again, going back to it, a lot of it is the identity piece, yeah. but also the identity piece comes from knowing who you are in Christ. Because yeah. whenever you know who you are in Christ, you don't feel like you have to live up to this certain perception to be accepted. That's what it kind of comes down to. We want to be accepted. Everybody wants to be loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some of us equate that love to attention yeah. or to you saying that I look good. Yeah. I believe that that has been a part of why that identity piece has kind of played a major yeah. part. Of yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I've even mm-hmm. talked about a lot. And one thing I'm really passionate about is us understanding our identity. And even last night in our Bible study, I talked about how identity and circumstance are not the same thing that mm-hmm. you had a baby at 16, but you're 31 now. So you're no longer a teenage parent. I need yeah. you to chill out. Like that was a circumstance that happened to you, but it is not your identity. Our identities are long-term things that God already predestined for us, right? We love to quote the scriptures about how he knew us before we were formed in our mother's wombs, but we go to Instagram (laughs) instead of God to find out our identity. And it really is a tactic that the enemy uses to keep us idle in the spirit or to make us apathetic or to keep us distracted with things that don't really matter. And it's really because he's angry because he had his own identity crises and he was kicked out of heaven and he cannot be restored back to God. However, here we are getting this constant opportunity through the work of Jesus for us to constantly be restored back to Christ or restored back to God and back in relationship with him. And so it makes it easy for him to attack our identity because that's how he keeps us acting out of pocket. You won't behave in a way, I call it like a mindset of spiritual poverty. Mm -hmm. We act like we broke in the spirit, but how can you say that? But then say that Jesus died for you to have life and life more abundantly. Abundance and poverty cannot coexist. Like they are not the same. And so it really is important that we deal with these different identity conflicts because To me, the goal is to seek God for the person that he saw before I was ever put in my mother's womb. What happens is we come out into this fallen world and we're impacted by media. We're impacted by trauma. We're impacted by family and all these other things. And then we get to this place. Again, Deborah Cox, how did we get here? And we get to this place where we're struggling and we don't value us, like value ourselves. But God says that we are invaluable. Like nobody's going to know your worth because you're a one of one. There is no dollar amount. The only person that could ever pay the price for you was God's only son. 
And so we're out here looking for value in places where it don't belong. Like no one is ever going to be able to quote unquote pay you what you're worth because they can't live up to it. That's why the goat and all the other stuff, none of that would equate to it. That we are so invaluable that God literally had to send Jesus because he was the only one that could pay the price. Mm -hmm. And so I really strongly believe that dealing with identity is a requirement to shifting our mindset to where we can then get the body and meet the goals. Because it's more than just a look. To me, it's like my kids won't deal with this. My motivations are different. I've done the shortcuts, okay? I didn't take the pills and did the things and did the calorie restrictions and Mm -hmm. I lost weight. Yeah. And then I found it. (laughs) Then I found it. That's a great point. You have to have a deeper why. Yeah. Because if you're only focused on that physical goal, it'll never satisfy you. I know it for a fact. I lost 30 pounds thinking that it was going to make me confident, thinking that it was going to erase every insecurity. And guess what? I ended up being more insecure, more self-doubt than I was before because I'm like, I did all of this and I thought that it was going to bring me this peace and this happiness and it didn't. Yeah. And so we have to connect the goal to something that's bigger than us. That's how we stay consistent. Yeah, yeah. Because the physical goal, that's going to fizzle out real quick. Yes. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.